In a world where we are always trying to keep up, it can be easy to forget what's important. We're constantly bombarded with information and demands on our time, and we tend to lose sight of what matters most. That is why I invite you to join me as we simplify our lives. By learning to focus on what's truly important, we can free up our time and energy for the things that matter most. And when we simplify our lives, we create more space for joy, happiness, and connection. So if you're ready to simplify your life, I invite you to join me on this journey. Together, let's discover the joy of simplicity. Hello, Simplifiers. Welcome to another episode of It's Simply Life. I am so grateful that you are joining me today. It is the week between Christmas and New Year, and I want to wish every one of you a very happy, healthy, safe 2023, and I hope that you have joy, peace, and love in your life over the next 365 days, and I hope that you are granted whatever goals and whatever wishes that you are setting out for yourself. And I hope it's with intention. I hope that you are safe, healthy, and create space for yourself and for others. And that is exactly what the topic of this podcast is, creating space for others. All right, so let's dive in. What does it mean to hold space or create space for somebody else? And I want to dive into this topic because there's been several times in my life um, when I was going through my divorce and when I lost my fiance shortly after he died that people were holding space for me. And I really wasn't aware that they were holding space for me at the time. I just am able to look back at now and appreciate the fact that what they did for me was just allow me time to grieve and to express my feelings and just be present with with me. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about holding space for others and how we could incorporate some of that into our life because I am currently in a space right now where I feel like I'm able and capable and have the capacity to hold space for people. And I love that I'm there. I love that that is my journey, right? It's come full circle. You know, I I was able to receive it when I desperately needed it. And now I have capacity in my life to give it when others um, need to receive it. So what what a blessing to be in that space. But holding space is basically the act of being present with somebody without judgment, without opinions, without an agenda. It's just about being in the moment and providing them some emotional and mental support when they need it at the time that they need it. You're not trying to fix their problems or take their pain away. 
You're just simply there offering love and support. And it's important when you have that ability to hold space for for someone. And it's important to allow someone to be seen, heard, valued. You know, we live in a very fast-paced, stressful world. And taking time to hold space for someone can be a deeply healing experience. And it could help people feel connected. It could help them feel heard. It could help them feel valued. And it could help them feel less alone, less lonely. And one of the things that you could do is you could just listen to them and let them share what they need to share without offering to fix anything or offering advice. And one of the things that I really try to do, and I don't know that I do it all the time, but I try to when somebody wants to talk to me or share something with me or or um, they have some emotional um you know, baggage that they want to kind of unload is I ask them, do you want me to listen or do you want me to listen and then respond? And if you just need me to listen, I'm here. I'm here to listen. I, I could just listen and I will not provide any advice. I will not provide any opinions. I will not provide any feedback. I could just listen. And then if they ask me to listen and give them feedback, I have the capacity to do that as well. So make sure that when you are holding space for someone and you're allowing them to express whatever it is that they need to express, that you're doing without judgment, without an agenda, but you also are giving them what they need, whether it's feedback or advice or just listening to them. And the other thing that you could do is you could hold their hand, you could give them a hug, you could offer comfort and connection with human contact. Maybe it's putting your hand on their knee. Maybe it's offering, you know, a gentle hug. Maybe it's a touch on their arm or a pat on their back. But it's, it's that comfort and that connection with, with human contact. And it allows somebody the ability to build trust. And it creates this really deep intimacy for people when you hold space for them. And it allows someone to open up and be extremely vulnerable with you and create a very, very deep level of connection. And they feel supported in their struggles and in their journey. And they don't feel like they're going at it alone. And it's also an extremely powerful act of selflessness and compassion. And I think that that's one of the things I love about where I am right now in in having the capacity to hold space for somebody else is what a fulfilling journey it is for me and how powerful it is for my learning and my experience. And I, I love it. I love that I have the ability to do that. But 
I do want to say that there are challenges with holding space for other people. One of them is you might be further ahead in your uh, spiritual journey, your health journey, your physical journey, whatever it is that you're holding space for them in, whatever capacity you are going to be physically further along in that in that area and one of the things that I do try to recognize about myself is am I meeting them where they are at so do I have these expectations for them to be further along because I'm where I am and they're not where they want to be and do I have these um, unrealistic expectations of them of trying to push somebody further and faster than they have the capacity or capability of going. So really be mindful of meeting them where they're at and not trying to get them to push through and not feel their emotions just because you're further ahead in your journey. And the other thing is it's it could be emotionally draining uh, to have somebody who's sad who's grieving to constantly be in your space. And I know for me, when I was in deep, deep grief with the loss loss of my fiance, I know that I had to rotate between my circle and I couldn't just dump everything on one person. It was too heavy and too much for one person to handle and to hold. And Uh, If you're an empath, it really, really is a very challenging, emotionally draining place to be. So you have to make sure that you're practicing exceptional self-care physically and emotionally and, of course, spiritually. And it's also important that you set boundaries so that you're not overwhelmed by their emotions and that you set healthy boundaries and the boundaries remember are for you they are not for somebody else boundaries are set for you and then the last thing to remember is you can't fix someone's problems or take away their pain all you could do is offer support like i suggested you could be an ear you could be someone who offers advice you could offer physical comfort, you know, with hugs and, and hand holding, but you can't fix or change what they're going through. That is their journey that is on them. And that is for them to, to figure out. And one of the things that I think for me, when I was going to counseling and, and going through therapy, both after my divorce and, uh, after the death of my fiance was, my counselor recommended things for me to do, but he never told me what to do. He asked me questions and led me to my own conclusions. And I know that that's a professional and he's trained to do that. And he's trained to recognize those context clues. But, you know, one of the things that I try really hard to do is to ask questions when I'm holding space for somebody, rather than giving my advice, just asking them, how do you feel? What does that look like? 
so that they could maybe come to their own conclusions. And you could help them along by asking them the right questions, but it really is up to them to to come to their own conclusions and and figure that out for themselves. And the other thing is, when you're listening to someone and you're holding space for them, you want to make sure that you a uh, are are fully attentive and you don't have your phone or your computer or or things going off in the background that you really give them your attention and you're you're putting away your distractions. And the other thing is you want to really try hard to avoid judgment. So we tend to listen with our own view of the world, right? Our own concept of the world, our own beliefs, our own experiences. And we tend to bring those in to our conversations when we're listening to someone. And maybe we experienced something similar to what they're sharing, but our experience led us to feel different. And so we've really got to be careful about suspending your preconceived notions that you have about the situation and try to avoid that judgment and just allow them a sense of relief from some difficult emotional drama that's going on or trauma that's going on in their life. And, you know, one of the things that I I do want to share is the person giving and the person receiving it's a deep transformation for both of them. And I, I have the, the space right now in my life to do that for someone where I'm holding space for them. And like I said, I, I've been there where other people have hold, held space for me. And so I, I've been on both ends and it's just so extremely beneficial to, to both of us. I love that everything that I'm gaining from this experience. It also helps me look back at the situations that I've been in, in the past where I've needed someone to lean on and I've, you know, used people to help me get through things and really required, you know, a lot of support from other people. And it helps me look at the way I viewed things and where I was in my, in my journey. And, you know, one of the things that I do right now is I practice exceptional self care. And I make sure that that is a complete and total priority in my life before I do anything else. I am taking care of myself, I'm working out, I'm eating as much from the earth as possible. I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm getting out in nature, I'm taking hot baths, I'm talking to friends, I am, you know, taking walks and listening to podcasts, I'm reading books, whatever that looks like for you. Make sure that you take exceptional self care, both if you're receiving or giving holding space. It's important to do it on either end. Okay, let's talk about three ways that you can simplify your life today. Okay, we are getting ready to head into a new year. 
2023. For me, I try very hard to not look at time in a calendar mode. So I don't think of it as, you know, a a new year. I just think of it as us going from Saturday to Sunday, and it's just another day. And it's just another opportunity to start over. And it's not another opportunity to start over with a new year, but also an opportunity to start over with a new day and a new week and a new month. So I look at it a little different and I really try very hard to set goals for myself for the year, but I do not set New Year's resolutions. I do not want to set myself up for failure by setting a New Year's resolution. And in the past, when I had set New Year's resolutions, you know, they're very, very challenging to keep when you create these big audacious New Year's resolutions. And then by February or March, it's completely faded out. So I like to set goals with the intention of working towards those goals every year, but I do not set a New Year's resolution. So number one, to simplify your life, do not set New Year's resolutions that are unattainable. Set goals that you could work towards every single day to to crush those goals, to reach those goals. But setting a New Year's resolution is an absolute and it just sets you up for failure. Number two, 2023, if we're going to look at time and we're going to look at numerology, two plus zero plus two plus three equals seven. Seven is a very lucky number in the numerology world. So if you want to look at the last three years of 2020, 2021, 2022, it's been a lot of turbulence and a lot of turmoil in this world. And we're looking for peace, right? So if we all believe that 2023 will bring peace and prosperity because it's lucky, then maybe with us all vibing on the same wavelength of peace and prosperity, maybe it will happen. So start 2023 with peace and prosperity in mind. And number three, what are some things that you could get rid of in your life today to simplify your life, to declutter? What are three things you could get rid of? Do you have clothes that are hanging in your closet that you haven't worn in years that you could get rid of? Do you have items in your garage that have been taking up space and collecting dirt and dust for years that you keep saying you're going to use or give away or throw away or pass down or donate? Do it. Do it now. Don't wait. Just go do it. So I really try very hard every year to find things that I could get rid of that don't bring me joy, that don't bring me happiness, that I don't long, no longer need, use, want. And I try to make space for inviting new things into my life. So when you clear the clutter, both internally and physically, 
it allows you to have more space in your life. So when you clear the clutter out of your mind, it opens up your, your mind for new opportunities. When you clear the physical clutter out of your house, your garage, your closet, your car, whatever it may be, it opens up the space for new things to, be, to come into your life. So those are my three takeaways for, for this new year. So uh, go be awesome. Enjoy the holiday weekend for the New Year's. Please be safe. You don't have to drink just because everybody else is drinking. I will be enjoying a very fun mocktail. And cheers to you and cheers to 2023. Make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Lisa Williams. It's Simply Digital. And or on Instagram. It's Simply Digital. All right, we have some really exciting news coming out next week. We are launching a masterclass. And I get asked all the time, how do you build your brand story? Well, I am going to do a masterclass and show you exactly how to do it. I'm taking everything that we do for, for our retainer clients and I'm packaging it all up into a two-day masterclass and I'm going to be teaching that and I'm so excited it's one of my big goals for 2023 so stay tuned next week because next week's going to be all about the masterclass and we will have the link in next week's episode all right do you have some solid takeaways to simplify your life today if you like what you heard please rate review and share this podcast we're always looking to add value and bring relevant timely information to our listeners and especially with our new strategy of offering solid takeaways to simplify your life go be awesome